Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 61, Execution of Ideas. Let's get to it. First and foremost, some housekeeping items. Make sure you five-star rate and subscribe. Support the podcast in whatever way you can, because this week we'll talk about what's in the news. As always, we'll also talk about our finance roundtable, which is talking about the execution of ideas. I think you know some people want help on how to execute their ideas, their goals, their plans. We also have the question of the week and lastly, personal updates. So thank you as always for listening to this week's episode. Please enjoy the show. Market and news update. Market and news update, everyone. First and foremost, there has been a lot of talk about the Fed. Jerome Powell has had a lot of comments lately. He's actually... I've been speaking about what's the future for um, the Federal Reserve Bank and what they're going to be planning to do. So he's actually told, um, he was speaking on NPR and he said that they're going to roll back gradually and in in a transparent manner, roll back the amount of treasuries and mortgage-backed securities that are being bought by the Federal Reserve Bank. So if you remember when this all happened, when the pandemic happened, the Federal Reserve Bank has a few tools they can use to f- spur economic activity, flood the markets, flood the economy with liquidity. And one of those tools is a monetary policy tool, which is treasury buying treasuries, buying mortgage-backed securities um, from the Fed, from banks in the in the Fed Reserve system, which will help spur the economic activity and flood the market with liquidity. And that's one of the big things that's helped the stock market, that's helped the economy overall stay afloat during the pandemic, right? There was a big recovery in the market itself. Um, and so the reason why markets were down today is because of these comments of saying, hey, we're going to take taper this back, uh, taper, taper back the quantitative easing that's been going on in the market. Um, and so that that hit the markets a little bit this morning. And another thing that's kind of the other side of this, the flip side is he said, uh, Jerome Powell said that, that's because they've seen a, a bigger recovery, a faster recovery in the economy, in the market, job market as a whole, than faster than they expected. So that's a good thing, right? We're seeing GDP numbers, gross domestic, gross domestic product numbers uh, for the U.S. being revised higher. I think the last estimate for 2021 was about 6.2%, meaning that things in the economy are getting better. If you're seeing GDP numbers being revised higher, if seeing companies hiring again, the job market, the job jobless claims numbers came in lower than expected for this most recent week. I think the economy are getting better. You're probably seeing people that have been struggling with jobs and then your network that you know, they're getting more jobs. People are starting to spend more money. Companies are starting to spend more money because they see the light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccine rollout program that's supposed to be getting done here in the next few months. So that's a, a, a good thing for the market generally, especially in the long term, is we're going to see things tick up and we're going to see, you know, companies having stronger earnings, the numbers in the economy getting stronger. So that will bode well for the market more long term. So that's a quick market update. And if we skip over to news, a lot of quick hit news today, New York is starting to get ready to legalize recreational marijuana. The state's going to impose a high, I read the numbers of the tax for marijuana sales. I think they were looking at around 13%, but they're looking to prepare licenses for dispensaries under an agreement reached by Governor Cuomo and legislative leaders. I think this is just a not fall behind. Other states are doing it. New York uh, being uh, obviously populating the biggest city in the, in, the, in the country, they need to actually get on board and to have a plan in place to allow this to happen. So that's something that you're going to see down the pipeline in the next few years, couple of years here, actually. Um, update on GameStop. Has anyone seen the um, 
the Hulu documentary on the whole GameStop saga. It's called Game Stopped, unoriginally called Game Stopped. And the game looks to still be stopped around pause. GameStop shares fell thir- shares fell 33% after their earnings call. There's just a lack of transforma- transformation in the retail detail, um, possible share sales, uh, possible share sales for, for GameStop. But I guess investors didn't see what they wanted on uh, the transformative nature of what they're going to do with retail, what they're going to do with online, uh, online retail and shares fell 33% for the GameStop holders again. In other news, Tesla is accepting Bitcoin to buy cars. So Tesla, Elon Musk, one of probably the smartest person that we know in the world today, or one of them, he is actually allowing Tesla to accept Bitcoin uh, for purchases of their vehicles, which will go to their balance sheet and not be converted into fiat. It will go to the te- their balance sheet as Bitcoin. Um, that's a pretty big move. You, you know, what? that's one of the bigger, if not the biggest companies, starting to use Bitcoin as a as a means of transaction, huge, and you're going to see more companies do that uh, going forward. Speaking of more companies, Discord, we talked about them last week. Microsoft is said to be discussing a deal to purchase Discord. Discord is just an online chat platform, usually used by gamers and people. Um, and Microsoft is, you've seen Microsoft in a lot of bids recently. They're trying to grow in organically with these acquisitions. Uh, they're looking for different areas and spots to be. And I think this is generally good to be aggressive in this time. Uh, you never know what platform is gonna be the new leading one. And so Microsoft is making that bid for Discord. So we'll see what happens with that, if that comes down the pipeline or not. But the deal is roughly estimated to be around $10 billion. A nice payday check for uh, the founders and the people that own all the Discord private shares. So really, really interesting there. More social media news, Twitter's Jack Dorsey, the CEO, co-founder of Twitter, sold his first ever tweet as a non-fungible token and that was went for more than $2.9 million, which he said he's donating all of that to charity. But his first ever tweet, which is sold as a non-fungible NFT, non-fungible token, went for $2.9 million. And we've talked about NFTs before. All the valuable ones are going to have incredible value. All the ones, that, you know, there's going to be a whole bunch of things minted as NFTs. Not all of them will have value, but the lower ones will probably not. Um, and so that's super interesting to see what's going on in that space and that platform. Um, you're going to see definitely more of that down the line. What you are seeing more down the line for people that are bankers or still in the investment banking industry, they're getting crushed. Um, with all these SPACs that people are buying blindly, um, the CEO of Citigroup, you saw Goldman CEO say something about it. The bankers, the junior analyst and bankers are getting crushed under these SPACs that are being put out into the market and sold every single day by um, people. They're now, the junior bankers are now complaining that they're getting heavy workloads um, and they're just not able to sleep. They're not able to eat. They just feel mentally they're not well. And that, I guess I'll tell you, that sucks for them. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, they're going through that and they're complaining to the upper upper people. You'll probably see a lot of them leave and try to make it out, out of way out of banking um, into something better, um, hopefully for them. It sucks for them to be them. But for moving forward, let's talk Zoom. 
Zoom, which has become a verb, a meme, a lifestyle. Everyone's been Zooming um, over the past year. But now Zoom is realizing they need to pivot. And they're tell selling Zoom as a service in a sense where they're allowing other companies to license its video conferencing technology uh, to other apps uh, and Zoom as a service. So the company's going to you know, allow other places to be able to use Zoom. I think that's a smart move, um, getting to more in integrate into other apps, different areas. Um, Zoom does that really, really well where they make things user-friendly. So I think that's a smart, smart move for the Zooming company. In more news, Biden. Biden's getting straight to work since he's been in administration. Firstly, he, he rolled out the last package, the $1.9 trillion package. And now Biden administrative officials are crafting a plan for a multi-part infrastructure and economic package that could cost as much as $3 trillion dollars another three trillion going to be printed and said to flood the streets um and flood the inflation numbers as well but this proposal would focus on centers road bridges and infrastructure and i think infrastructure is generally a good thing to focus on but the plan is going to be called build back better um and this is something he released in his 2020 campaign um if this gets passed it's more 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 to the balance sheet of the u.s government which you know again we've talked about the inflation numbers which is going to increase but that's something that is is in the works and something you're going to be seeing very very carefully or watching carefully to see if this gets done so that's all we have in news in the past week it's been a busy news week fun quirky news week but that's all we have so next we'll talk about executing ideas and how to go about doing that Hey everyone, gather round for the financial round table. And getting off the beating path a little bit, we're gonna talk about execution of ideas, how to go approach it. Um, that goes to financial plans, that goes to business plans, that goes to corporate system, that goes to goals that you have for yourself in the future. What I've seen is, is, is a lack of, in some areas where people, you know, if I speak to someone that's perspective or just in general, just a lack of actual understanding of how to meet a plan. It's, it goes to a sense of one, I think some people, we have a lack of understanding how to execute a plan and two, not fully understanding the work that has to be done to also execute the plan. So I wanted to just go do more of an outline on what that looks like. And the first thing I think that people forget is, is actually creating a vision and instilling the plan itself. So if it's your vision, whether it's you want to save X amount per year, or you want to do this um, for your business or, or whatnot, you have to actually have that vision set forth and fully 100% believe in it, fully 100% be confident in it, fully 100% understand that that's what you're going to do, whether you're writing it down, whether you have it in a sticky note, whether you have it in your phone, it, just fully have that vision. Next is obviously the strategy. So if we're talking personal finance, the strategy is something that you and your planner, you and your advisor would get together together, right? Um, and that's a super important thing. The strategy is the thing that people lack the most. They, they know they want to do something, but how to get there is the, is the thing that a lot of people don't understand how to do. And that's where you get help on doing that, that those things. Next is getting commitment from people around you. So having the people buy in, whether it's your family, friends, people you're working with the business partner on, if it's your, a couple and you're trying to save for house, you both have to be aligned um, as partners. That is super, super important. And you can help, and your planner can help you guys get that, that stakeholder commitment um, when it comes to doing so. Next would be the system. So if we're talking about a savings goal, let's say someone wants to save 
you know, X amount per year, whatever, per, per this year, if you want to save $5,000 in 2021, how are you doing that? How are you putting that $415 into your account every month? Do you have it pre-automatically saved? Are you doing the things that just let it go so you're not losing it out on your goals? That's the thing that people don't, a system is so much, makes your life so much easier so you don't have to think and always do something on your own. If you have a system in place to do these things, it allows things to go very, very more smooth, smoothly for you. Next thing is measure, adapt, and innovate. Even when you have a plan, sometimes things will will change, right? Sometimes things will change for you. Uh, they'll change within the plan. They'll change with what you were doing, how you were doing it. That's okay. That's what pivoting is for. Every time there's new information, especially you know people when there's new information, that's when you adjust, you adapt, and you make new commitments, make new plans, make new strategies through the new information that you received. So that is a super, super important key and step for anyone that has plans of execution of ideas and goals. Next is reward yourself. Um, when you get things done, I like you should reward yourself. I'm not a big person that celebrates every little thing. I think you only reward yourself for, for the big goals that you've set and that you've accomplished. And that's super important to, to do that because it's just a good way to measure what you've been doing, benchmark yourself, give you a little bit of time to break, relax off of that because you're working hard on achieving something and rewarding yourself when you do so is, is super, super important. That's it. I think if you have any other ideas of, of things that you think have been helpful when you're trying to execute an idea, another thing would work hard. I wasn't said there, but I think people want, sometimes people, especially when you're working with planners or for tax counter, people want things to be done for them a lot. When you have to do these things yourself, even if you're working with advisor, planner, anything, you have to actually put in the work in yourself. There's nothing that someone could do for you to make you save X amount. There's nothing to do so you to make you make more money. You know, my job for people isn't to help them make more money. It's help them invest and get capital appreciation over time with the money that they made, being smart on what they do. And so people understand that you're not going to get anyone out there that's going to be able to make help you make more money, help you become rich. If that's your goal, you should actually, you know, understand your goal and be the one working hard to reach that goal for yourself. Um, no one can do it for you. Really, that that's that needs to be understood. You need to actually put in the work. You need to actually do the things that you're supposed to do if you actually have a goal in mind. No one can do these things for you. That's, that's what they won't tell you in all these like and these things is hard work is the main ingredient that needs to be put into any execution of ideas or plans at all. Hard work is is definitely the, the only agreement that's really going to take you furthest uh, than anything else. But hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully that's motivational for everyone that's trying to learn. If they're up to something, you're trying to do something, that is that is super, super important for the way I approach everything I try to do. But next up, we're going to do a personal finance question. We haven't done that in a while, so I hope you guys enjoyed this segment on execution of ideas. Hi, everyone. We're getting straight to it with our question of the week. This one's interesting. It says from the from the reader, my wife had a baby three months ago. She has 160000 in student loans and just asked for my blessing to work part-time. So let's read the whole reader column story. So the person says, my wife had our first baby three months ago. As the breadwinner, my wife just returned to work after 12 weeks of unpaid maternity leave. Our savings are a bit low, and now she's asking for my blessing, this guy put it in quotes, to work part-time. This is this is distressing to him for several reasons. He says, we do fairly well, making about 200000 between the two of us. My wife, my wife makes about 60% of our income. If she went to part-time, she's proposing 30 hours per week. This would cost us about 30000 a year. 
losing losing 30,000 a year will limit our ability to save for our child's education, save for retirement and take vacations. And we currently have had childcare 100% covered between its two sets of grandparents who are both eager to watch their first grandchild. We are both 31. My wife just finished her professional degree in 2018 and thus has only been working for the last two years. She holds a doctorate degree that came with considerable opportunity costs. Not only did she forgo working these four years, she has about 160,000 student loans and only the last two years of 401k contributions. Our previous plan was to utilize the public student loan forgiveness program. She currently meets all the criteria for this. Um, he goes on a little bit more about in depth, but this is interesting. I think the first thing I would say is um, this is a family a family decision, one first and foremost. Um, so when you both kind of became married, you go agree to stick to what you, you know, the plans you laid out. And that's why it's important to work with the planner because maybe you haven't, they hadn't had plans before. Because uh, if you have laid out plans, you wouldn't kind of be blindsided with this. It's a joint decision um, to when you purchase a home together, when you you know have kids, when you are working together. Um, giving up a career is is an interesting thing. It's going to be a, a big decision for both people to make because it could take a career head. If you go part time or you know that you you and go or go to none at all, one it's it's going to be hard to get back into the workforce. Um, in general um so especially the wife being the breadwinner it's going to be hard for for you guys at first um but this is a domestic issue here um in the sense that you guys have to figure out if can you guys manage on less funds to be able to do the things that you mentioned to do that were his goals right they were to save for retirement they were to pay off the debts they were to be able to save for the child's education it's going to be have to possibly downsize if you're not already because th- those things are going to be hard to do on less income, or there has to be an opportunity where the, the husband can try to figure out a way to make more um, in this situation. Because um, there's no way I would say you can't spend time with your kids or be able to take care of your kids. I think that's a super important thing if you guys have both agreed on that. But I think you'd have to have a plan for the less income to be able to make up for that in some cer- certain way. Uh, but it's, it's understandable that you guys want to have family time and want to be able to raise the kids in a certain manner. So I think that's something that domestically you'd have to come to agreement on the budget, the plan going forward. Uh, if your wife were to take off more time, that's what I got. That's what I got for that. That's a good question. Very nuanced, very hard to fully give a direct answer, but, um, hopefully that's well and good. So we'll move on to the personal life update next. Hey, final segment, personal life update. What you'll see from me, one, a lot of more you know, TV in the next week or two or three. So Fox Business tomorrow, this is being recorded. But hope maybe if you're hearing this on Thursday, the 25th, you'll see me on Fox Business tomorrow. Might see me on Fast Money, CNBC tomorrow. But you definitely should see me on CNBC on April 9th. Uh, and if you are someone that, one, you're part of Team News one, you're part of the movement and things we have going on, make sure you... Go to the sites, whether it's CNBC, Fox Business, Cheddar, search my name and or Delano Support, or search New Street Advisors Group. Watch these segments. Watch these things. Because what we're trying to do is increase the, the representation of New Street on these platforms. And so they need to understand that, hey, people are tuning in. We want us this this movement, this, this, this team to grow with more people that are fully tapped into reaching their goals, earning their potential, um, and staying motivated to what they have going on. So one, I really appreciate everyone that's been sharing, sharing with friends, family, because we're trying to help. And as I posted on Twitter earlier, 
we're trying to help as many families as possible in the next three, four, five years. So if you know someone that says, hey, you want to, they, they wanted to learn and talk to someone, we've always kept that no minimum rule. We've always kept, you know, people in tune with their goals. It's never easy. That's the thing. If you come here and think you're going to get rich or get easy, uh, easy is something that's going to be so super easy for you to do in two seconds. It's not going to happen. Never promise people that. But all the people I work with fully understand what their goals are and how to approach it, being sound, being diligent, being disciplined. And that's the people we want to continue to work with. So if you're sharing this, I appreciate you sharing the podcast, sharing my my contact to smart people that are trying to reach goals. I appreciate that. And we'll, we'll just keep doing that. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to this episode. We will be back next week with more.